I'm Dana Healy, and you're listening to Cities Speak. Welcome back to City Speaks. Today, I'm joined by Mark Donay, the administrator of Capital Region Watershed District, charged with protecting, managing, and improving our water resources of this district. This watershed district encompasses portions of Falcon Heights, Lauderdale, Maplewood, Roseville, as well as St. Paul. Through proactive planning, education, research, and action, the Capital Region Watershed District helps solve and prevent water-related problems in the area. We're really excited to learn more about those solutions through the lens of climate change on today's episode. Mark, thanks so much for joining me today. That's great to be here today, Dana. Uh, so as the administrator of Capital Region Watershed District, uh, what's your role? And additionally, what is uh, the watershed district's role within our community? Sure. So a watershed district is a, a special purpose uh, unit of local government. And there's 45 watershed districts across Minnesota. And they're typically formed where there's a water problem. It could be flooding or water quality. And so districts work to uh, uh, do projects with their partners, provide technical assistance and do the research to identify the problems and solutions and implement solutions across our watershed. I like to think our watershed is a, a community connector. And so a lot of different organizations and groups touch uh, pieces of the water cycle and we really work to bring together maybe the city, the school district, the county, neighborhood groups and bring them all together and, and work together to solve our common water problems. My role here with the district as administrator is I oversee the staff, our division and project managers, assisting them with our capital projects and programs. Also I'm the, the direct connection to our board of managers and our board of managers is is like our city council, if you will. Uh, we have an appointed board from the county and I interface directly with them on a regular basis to oversee the, the policies and goals of the district. Thank you so much for providing that clarity and letting us know a, a little bit more about what the um, Capital Region Watershed District does for our community. So can you, since our lens is climate change for this particular episode, what is climate change and how does Capital Region Watershed District work at the intersection of the natural and the built environment through that lens? Well, sir, so climate change is really the, the ongoing uh, effects of all the emissions from automobiles and, and buildings that uh, trap these greenhouse gases in the atmosphere of the earth. And these gases really you know, create this greenhouse effect that is warming the planet. And the real effect of that warming may not always be just on the thermometer, but what we're really seeing is the effect on climate. And by that, I mean uh, precipitation and storms. So we're seeing more of these uh, extreme swings in our climate 
like we're experiencing drought right now in Ramsey County. Uh, that's been an ongoing issue in not just Ramsey County, but across the state, especially still in northern Minnesota. But then we see even in the midst of a drought, we have some significant rain events that are way above the normal or average. So that we're really seeing these, uh, these extremes in our, our weather and climate. And so in the, the built environment, that's challenging because you know, on the one hand, we have aquatic ecosystems that rely on fresh water uh, to sustain life. And so in a drought situation, uh, those systems are really stressed. Uh, it also makes it uh, uh, problematic for algal blooms in our area lakes. On the other end, then we get these major storms. And with that, uh, they overwhelm our, our storm drain systems. And of course, they carry all the pollutants that have collected on the surface and wash those off into our water bodies, like, like Lake McCarran's, for example. Thank you so much for uh, kind of explaining that a little bit for us. So uh, you mentioned the, the drought for this past summer, as well as the massive water events that we had that kind of punctuated the, the summer. Um, so what additional uh, examples uh, related to recent projects the Watershed District has done to help with those major rain events? Sure, so we did a project recently at Parkview Center School in Roseville. And if you're familiar with the school, there's a great sledding hill there. And you probably noticed that it was kind of tore up the last few years. Well, what we did there in working with the city of Roseville, Ramsey County and Roseville Public Schools were to put these large uh, 10 foot diameter pipes under the hill. And these pipes will collect the rainfall off of County Road B and they'll hold it in those pipes. And then it's slowly released through a system of filters that will filter out the pollutants in that rainwater and then release it back into the storm sewer system that ultimately gets to Lake McCarran. So, it, it kind of has a, a two for benefit and uh, we're, we're catching that, that first flow and holding it. So it's not just washing down to the lake, but then we're actually cleaning that system up. We, uh, we're estimating that that system will clean, filter over 12 million gallons of water each year. You know, and given its unique location at Parkview Center School, we're working with the school to include signage and additional information. We have a very captive audience there and we want to uh, you know, showcase what we're doing. So much of what we do is beneath the surface and people don't know about it. So uh, we're gonna take advantage of the location of the site to uh, let the students, teachers and other members of the public know about what, what uh, we're doing with our partners to help improve our water quality. I love that the that you're going that extra step with the signage and incorporating it into the education within the school. It's just such a great partnership that uh, is kind of part of what the Capital Region Watershed District does within our community. So I, I really do appreciate that. Um, so 
Capital Region Watershed District completed a project at Upper Villa Park, where there was a series of large pipes and uh, like a cistern were installed underground. And you, as you mentioned, a lot of the work that you do is, is underground and we don't get to, to always see it. Can you elaborate the purpose of that project and what does it do for the ball field that's close by over there? Yeah, so the Upper Villa project and for your listeners, again, if you know the B Dale Club, it's right off of, of Dale Street there. Um, what uh, we did there is we intercepted a, a very big storm sewer pipe that drains uh, about an 800 acre neighborhood to the west. And we diverted the water into a cistern and this cistern is underground so you don't see it, but it's a great big concrete tank. And that tank then we utilize the water to uh, irrigate the ball field at the B-Dale Club. And so it's a great beneficial reuse of that water, you know, rather than using, uh, having used purified drinking water to water a ball field, we can use that rainwater there. Uh, and that, that park is managed by Roseville, the Roseville Parks Department. So then uh, we, we kind of have a, a, a secondary system with that. If that cistern is full, it overflows into some more similar 10 foot diameter pipes. These are different pipes and they're perforated or have holes in them. They're meant to drain out. So the excess rainwater flow fills up those pipes and then slowly soaks back into the ground. Uh, that has two benefits. One is this natural soil is filtering the, the, the rainwater it's also replenishing the groundwater aquifer and providing a little more natural base flow to our stream system. So Villa, Villa Park is the natural drainage way to Lake McCarran's, you know, and in a drought year, if we're able to keep putting water back in the ground, it's gonna provide more of a base flow mm -hmm. to that Villa Park system. And again, that sustains the, the aquatic ecosystem there. One other unique feature we built into this Villa Park system is using some new technology. It's a real-time control system. So if our cistern was full, yet we were tied into say the National Weather Service and we could predict with great reliability a big rain event coming. Our system is set up to automatically drain that cistern into those perforated pipes, let that water soak into the ground, and then the cistern is ready to get that rainfall and capture that again and reuse it. It's a way to optimize the system to make it more efficient and, and utilize new technology to improve our water management here. That system in of itself is, is cleaning and treating nearly 20 million gallons of water a year. I love that you're using that kind of technology, you know, with something related to, to water and uh, it's underground and we never get to see it, but all of that work that goes into it and how uh, the technology that um, helps improve that. So I just think that's fascinating. So you have a fairly new office space in uh, St. Paul. Can you walk us through some of the unique attributes of the office space and how you weaved the watershed mission into uh, the design. Yeah, so we're in the Midway area of St. Paul now. We moved in in 2018. And as a watershed district, we certainly wanted to walk the walk, right? We wanted to have on-site practices to demonstrate what we do. So 
we have a whole series of uh, practices and you know they're twofold. One is to certainly do right by the water and provide treatment and retention for the rainwater that falls on our building and our site. But more than that too, we wanted to really have a demonstration site like a watershed education center. So uh, other officials, uh, public work staff and others could come and see at our building how the different uh, tools are used to manage water. So one of the, the big things that we did was we put uh, a rainwater cistern right in the lobby of our building and we put it in the lobby so it would be kind of a hallmark uh, for people coming into our, our building for a meeting or an event. And they could firsthand see right up front what we do. So this rainwater cistern is a 3000 gallon tank and it collects all the rainwater off of the roof of our building. It only takes about a half inch of rain to fill up that tank. So it stays pretty full most of the time, except when we're in a drought situation. What's neat about that, that cistern that's right in our lobby is then we use that filtered rainwater to flush toilets, uh, wash sample bottles. We have a wash station and there's also spigots to the outside if we needed water. Uh, we use that rainwater. We have a pocket park with a small pond on the northeast corner of our property and that rainwater also helps feed that pond. So it's really one of the, the hallmarks of our system here, but there are a number of others that I wanna talk about. I mentioned the pocket park in the northeast corner. Uh, it was a, a, a project or a part of our project that we really wanted to have a very welcoming corner uh, facing the residential area. It's like a small park. There's benches, there's flowing water, we have an exhibit that demonstrates good water management that you can uh, you push a button and make it rain and redirect water onto the landscape. And so it's really a great uh, feature for the public as well as the neighborhood to experience. We have some really uh, other unique other practices like tree trenches that collect rainwater, not only from our parking lot, but from the city street. So we're feeding these trees in a rock trench to give them the water and also provide the oxygen those roots need. We have pervious pavers, and those are a paver system that have gaps between the pavers that allow the water to soak into the ground. We have uh, biofiltration systems, which another term more commonly used is a rain garden. It's a depressed area that'll capture that rainwater and allow the water to soak in. So we have a number of, of great practices here. We're really, um, happy with how they turned out. And, you know, after we're all the way through COVID, we're gonna be, you know, excited to get people back into our building and talk about um, what they can do on their own. I wanna mention also that we have a, a, one of those free public libraries with a lot of great books for kids and adults about the water and environment. We also have a really fun scavenger hunt game. So when we were pouring the concrete for the, for the sidewalks around our building, we worked with an artist to develop a stamp of these different uh, water dependent creatures like uh, a trout or a dragonfly or an otter. And so they're scattered around our property and there's a, a, a game you can get out of our free public library. And kids just love running around our property and finding the different critters that have been stamped into the concrete. So it's something that uh, you can do today, it's very, um, very accessible 
and we really welcome and it's just a joy to see kids uh, taking part in that scavenger hunt game. Your uh, space has been developed so thoughtfully, like really, again, weaving that mission into everything that you do. Uh, and it, I really find value in a game related to uh, water conservation to really ignite that uh, conversation with, with little ones. So that's uh, fascinating that you're able to work all of that into one, one workspace. So uh, if I'm a resident listening to this, how can I get involved and help keep our lakes and, and rivers clean? So there's a couple things that are kind of entry level for a, a resident to do. Uh, one thing would just be, we call them, you know, good housekeeping practices. So things you can do uh, to make sure that you're not, in, you know, contributing to the water quality problems in like Lake McCarran, Mississippi River. So there's things about, you know, uh, fertilizer use. Uh, salt is a big problem in our watershed. Pet waste, composting. So our website has a lot of resources that a resident can go to to just do those simple, easy things to to reduce our footprint, you know, our water footprint, if you will, and within our watershed. If you're looking to do a little more, we provide free technical assistance for residents if they're looking to maybe do one of those rain garden type projects. Uh, you can contact our office through our website and we'll come out and do a site assessment. Uh, and maybe a rain garden is not quite uh, your, uh, within your reach, but we do have uh, financial assistance to help with these projects. There's also uh, pollinator friendly plantings that we're supporting as well. So and there's, again, financial assistance available. We have a great list of resources of our grant programs up available on our website. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mark. Uh, this has been a plethora of information for our listeners and our viewers. So thank you again for, for joining us on, the, on this video. Thank you for having us here today, Dana. To our listeners and viewers at home, thanks for watching City Speaks. If you've enjoyed this content, uh, content share it with a friend. Uh, like us on social media and also check out our e-newsletter to stay up to date with all the latest videos. You've been listening to City Speak. If you've enjoyed this show, please like, comment, and share on social at 9 North Media.